Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 53. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd, right? Um, I was raised from a very young age by two parents who were very independent in their thinking, in their in their understanding about who they were. Um, even during their growth, like, well, their whole life was a growth stage. But my father was very big on critical thinking and making your own decisions and figuring out what's best for you and um, never following the crowd. Both of my parents never follow the crowd. That was a very big deal. Um, You know, two things that were interesting when I think about my childhood. One, my father used to always say, uh, and again, my, my parents are originally from New York. So my father would say, well, if everybody jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you do it too? You know, and you see this a lot in society in a lot of different ways. And we're not going to go into that um, particularly right now. But, um, you know, if everybody else is doing it, are you going to do it, too? Do you have to do it, too? And you the expression, it's not his expression, but it was a famous expression. Like if everybody jumps off the bridge, are you going to do it, too? Because it shows the power of sometimes collective thinking that you've got to learn to digest from your soul what is right for you what and by listening to yourself more you can you can hear amongst the noise that is in the world right but anyways there was a uh so that was that was one of the things when i was a a child he would always bring up and then the other thing is i remember my my parents i think it was probably my mother used to always say never be afraid to ask questions never be afraid to like raise your hand this is when i was in school right so i'm like eight years old and she said never be afraid to ask questions um you know just because everybody else may be afraid of not asking questions doesn't mean they don't want to know she was right (laughs) she was right it was great it was great and then I remember I was in class one time I'm eight years old I remember raising my hand several times because I didn't understand something and I heard I mean I, I was always pretty good rapport with 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 uh, classmates growing up and even in that class but I heard a couple go uh, again and I remember one of the times this is this is this is the just you can feel the raising of my parents come through this uh, I remember turning my head back with my hand up and I'm like you know you want to know the answer too <laughs> like I said it was such conviction right um, and they did later on they're like hey thank you you know uh, in more of a kid you know way but um, and the teacher, uh, of course, noted to my parents, you know, very inquisitive mind, always likes asking questions and talks a lot. And my parents were so happy about that. Right. They didn't care. They were like, cool. Good for him. Why always ask questions? Because if you don't know something, don't just follow along and be afraid to ask. Right. And so um, the reason I bring this up is, again, because. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. We are all here as individuals. And uh, I'm going to go in the direction of more of kind of just a tapping into yourself and that why we we really want to own who we are as an individual because it's so abundant. More so than anything, it's so abundant. And that's where I want to go with this. 
uh, obviously using the key terminology, the rate of return, which is something from the business world, right? Like how much am I going to receive back for, um, you know, my action, right? And that's using business. Well, in this case, how much am I going to receive back if I follow the crowd? And I'm saying probably the smallest amount. Okay. So number one, trends are fleeting and they put you in chase. Trends come and go. And you see this a lot. And the reason why I said chase is because if you're always chasing the shiny object, if you're always chasing the new thing, always chasing the trend, you're always kind of in a state of catch up while the innovators of the world, the independent people, the, the, the ones trying to do something different from an internal place are, they're making moves. They're, they're, they're making things happen for themselves versus playing catch up. Trends come and go. Right now, I'm not saying don't adapt to new technology, new innovation, new um, new ways of doing things. So that I think is a very important thing, you know. Um, but if everybody is doing these things over here and that's the way they get attention online, you see this all the time. And that's the way they get attention online. Like if everybody's dancing to get attention online, it's like you don't have to dance to get attention. I write and I speak, you know. But you saw a lot of people say, okay, well, the dancing then is the way to get the, you know, the attention that I'm going to, I'm going to add that. I'm going to do that. And I normally don't do that. And then, you know, so you don't have to, that's a very fleeting concept because now you're almost kind of abandoning yourself. Now, if you want to dance, that's different. (laughs) If you're like, oh, finally, the trend is like for something that I like to do, that's different. But in this case, don't follow something if you're not compelled or we're already wanting to do it and you're doing it just because um, it may be working for others. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you. And this happens, by the way, all the time. Like I, I've experimented with a, a couple ways of doing content that, have, that resonated with me and I was wanting to do it. But sometimes it was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, this is kind of working. This isn't really working. You know, let me keep... Um, making pivots. So it's okay as innovation and uh, technology and ways of doing things are presented to us and we can certainly adapt to those. But be careful of trends. That's all I'm saying because they're very fleeting. You don't want to ever chase a trend constantly, something new, something new. You want to definitely tap in. Number two, the crowd is a collective energy and your soul is independent. The crowd has a collective energy and your soul is independent. I remember, I cannot remember which comedian it was. And I think it, I think it was one of the comedians from the Kings of Comedy. And this is years ago. And I want to say Bernie Mac. I, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about collective energy in the, in the way of, he goes, you ever think about that? He's like in a, in a crowded theater. Let's say something happens and you see a bunch of people all going one way. He's like, my sometimes first thinking is hold up where are they running to you know because often at times um you see people running uh and he would talk about how like um one person panics the other panics the other panics the other and then all of a sudden everybody's just running and like you're just following a bunch of people running but you haven't actually stopped to ask what are you running from or running towards right you have to be very very careful with collective energy and um 
when you think about that too, is because one thing, one person can have a ripple effect on another person's trigger, on another person's trigger, on another person's trigger. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, you don't know where they're at in, in a way of thinking. And we're seeing this obviously play out very much so now in the macro. And there's a lot of um, interpretation of a lot of things right now. And, and I don't want to go into that. But what I want to say is that like your soul is independent. So don't be so quick to follow the crowd that is... Um, like my father said, if everybody else is jumping off the bridge, are you going to do it too? You know? And so, um, he was very much about, um, don't be so quick to follow a collective thought process, you know, reset, reflect what's in you. What are you feeling? You know, um, you know, obviously he was referring, I mean, I was a child, <laughs> so it was obviously, you know, referring to more of a, just kind of like, um, Hey, just because the cool kids are doing it, quote unquote, doesn't mean you have to, too. Right. Which brings me to my third point. Popularity is saturated and not where the money or the luck is made either. Popularity is saturated. I the reason I bring this up is because um, if everybody is doing the quote unquote popular thing, there's actually less innovation, less, you know, um, uh, just less, everybody's doing it. Right. Um, and, and I said, uh, on another point later on, but maybe I'll bring that one up, which was number six. If everyone is doing it less to reap, if less are doing it more to reap, you know, you reap what you sow. And, um, so popularity is saturated. Everybody's basically, uh, trying to grab for attention. Everybody's trying to, you know, do the same thing. That's not where the luck or the money is made. You, you make good money and luck by being different, by being away from all the popularity and doing something very, very different. Now, I know some might say, well, that makes no sense because if people know about you um, and what you're building or what you're creating or what you're bringing to the world, um, then uh, then more, more can come your way. It's better to be early okay, in my opinion, than to be, oh, well, everybody else is doing it. So you're now fighting amongst each other for, you know, the attention of something that is worth the attention. If everybody is doing the same thing, that's a very saturated place to play your life from. Well, everybody's doing that, you know. Now, it's not to say that the things that you love and that you're trying to be different in now that aren't maybe a trend yet, you know, won't, it, it could very well become a trend one day and you'd be like, ah, you know, I'm doing it like everybody else, but I was here, I was here before that. That's cool. You're a, you're setting the bar. You want to be early in anything. Some might argue that against that, but I think it's great to be early too early. And that may take a little while, but that's okay. But early is fine. Popularity is saturated. If everybody else is doing it, it's hard to distinguish, you know, person to person, right? And then I followed up with popularity as a commodity, peace is a luxury. Everybody is fighting for this, you know, not everybody, I shouldn't say it like that, but like a lot of people are looking at popularity as a thing to aspire for. Um, but if everybody wants it, that's a commodity. It's an everyday thing. I say peace is a luxury. When we are in peace, we are in connectedness. When we are in connectedness, we can um, understand what we need. When we understand what we need, 
we are clear. When we are clear, we are directional. It's the same thing I always say. When we are in tune with ourselves, when we have peace, we have everything. Peace is a luxury both in just a state of being and presence and in a way of moving and understanding what we need and where we need to go and what we need to do, right? We're not as distracted. Popularity is a distracted, can be a distracting thing. Now, I'm not saying don't be popular from your work, from what you do, from what you create. Clearly, I have a very, you know, uh, growing audience for the things that I do, but I'm not seeking popularity. I'm chasing my purpose. It's the only time I'll use the word chase. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm chasing my purpose. I'm, I, I want to bring out what I, uh, what I believe is to be my parts of my mission. And when I'm in my peace, I can do that. Peace is a luxury. It's calming. It's clear. You know, it's, it's very directional. It's very honest. It's very in tune and connected and loving. So something to think about. Number five, you're going to be misunderstood. That's only because if everyone is doing the same thing, you're automatically different. I mean, that's basic, right? Like you're going to be misunderstood. Of course, you're going to be misunderstood when you're you know, trying to do your own thing, make your own moves, do something differently than the way everybody else is. That makes you different. And so if everybody else is doing the same thing and you're going a whole different route, yeah, there's a very high probability that you are going to be misunderstood and that is not your problem. Maybe you've been made to feel that that's your problem, but that's not your problem. Different is good. We're all different. Different is good. Different it means that we're being accountable or at least we should be for our own path, trying to figure out what makes sense, right? So when you think about being misunderstood, the right people will get you and they do. And I've never followed the crowd ever. I've never followed the same, you know, job or life um, collective, if you will. And I had a lot of people along the way, a lot of people, luckily not my close loved ones. I'm very fortunate because I know uh, close loved ones can sometimes um, question your your moves, if you will. But um, I had a lot of people along the way are like, why do you want to do this? And is that very stable? And is that very responsible of you? I'm like, let me see if I understand this correctly. Me following what feels right, sticking to my integrity and doing what I'm here to do from my individual gifts and talents and bring them to the world is actually the responsible thing to do. Listening and following everybody else just to do it because that's the way it's quote unquote always been done actually seems more irresponsible than anything else because that means that I'm automatically delegating my thinking to a path that's been replicated over and over and over and over again concerning the fact that no two individuals are the same. What's responsible and what's irresponsible? So it was very interesting growing up and even in the last so many years, you know, hearing people say like, oh, well, you know, is that very safe? Is that very secure? Oh, yeah, it is. Following your own inner guide, your, your soul, following God, following, you know, your calling um, or stepping in and at least taking accountability for making you know, independent thinking decisions and taking time for yourself. Yeah, that's a responsible thing to do, actually. Is it secure? Yeah. 
It makes you very confident and secure in your being. The physical world can adjust and take, be given to you and taken away from you. There is no security in the physical. There's only security in your being, which you have to constantly work on. So, yeah, that is the responsible thing to do. And if you're misunderstood, you're probably doing something right, as they say, right? So, and then I brought up, you know, if everyone, number six, if everyone is doing it, less to reap. If less are doing it, more to reap. Um, you know, they'll reap what you sow, right? Um, more to gain. If everyone's doing it, it's like everybody, um, I remember one of my favorite um like parables or something that I was uh, told, uh, they were talking, uh, whoever it was, author, whoever was giving this example, but talking about the gold rush, right? Back in the, you know, the day, like the late 1800s, early 1900s, late 1800s, something like that. Please pardon my, my time frame there though. But the gold rush in California and how everybody was going out west to become wealthy, right? Off of gold. And um, once everybody started fighting for the same thing, there was less to, to go around, but, you know, they still did well, but there was less to go around. Now, who was over on the side? People selling the shovels and the axes and the picks. And they sometimes made more money than all of the people combined. And you might say, how? They were mining for gold and these guys just had axes and picks. Let me reframe the picture for you. So, <laughs> the... You have, let's say, hundreds of thousands of people. I'm just giving you a big number. Hundreds of thousands of people, 100,000 people, all like mining for gold and, you know, taking from a smaller, like uh, they're taking from a bigger pie and then having to divvy it down to a smaller pie, right? No problem. Then you have people on the side. Let's say, you know, a seller, seller A is like, oh, well, let me sell you the shovel, the axe, and the pick that you'll need to all 100,000 people. You get what I'm saying? So nobody was doing that. So he or she was supplying the tools. That's where wealth is made. It was smart. Nobody else was doing it. So they were able to reap the benefits of that, right? Um, so that's, that's just like one really great example. I'm smiling because that's one of my favorite examples of like just, first of all, being very smart. Everybody's doing this over here. Well, let me supply the tools to help all of them, um, which differentiates me. And not a lot of people are doing that. And it makes me an individual. And the market is smaller for that. Uh, I mean, the, the amount of people in my lane is small or trying to drive my lane is smaller. So, and everybody needs me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, that's a smart move. So something to think about, right? If everyone is doing it, there's less. If, if less are doing it, there's more. Uh, number seven, don't follow the crowd because you don't want to be lonely. So don't follow the crowd just because maybe you're dealing with loneliness, right? Spending time and discovery of yourself and your gifts will yield you the real results you're looking for in life. I get it. Everybody else is doing that. So therefore, there must be something to their, you know, I want to feel what they're feeling. Again, this kind of goes along with trends. It's okay if new innovation, new, like, I use new tools that come out in tech. I use new um, resources that come out in, you know, whether it be for, you know, our mindset or um, breath or, um, 
you know, tuning in, whatever, new apps, things like that. Like, of course, like new, new is okay. Just don't do it only because, you know, you don't want to be left out, right? Like do something because it's enhancing your life. How do you know if it's enhancing your life? Because you're constantly in individuality and you're optimizing yourself. That's play from there. So don't follow the crowd because, you know, you're lonely and you just don't want to be lonely. Instead, spend a lot of time with yourself and your gifts and, you know, what you need and where you want to go and, you know, what feels right for you and own that. Feel good that other people don't get you. You also don't have to explain yourself. Just say, you know what, I'm following what just feels right for me right now. And I understand if you don't understand it, um, but you can either be in support of it. And if you're not in support of it, please just allow, you know, the grace of <laughs> your absence. No, <laughs> please allow the, you know, to get, get out of my way while I'm, I'm working on these things, you know, kind, kindly, respectfully. Own it. Own your path of not doing what everybody else is doing. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. You cannot lose when you follow your soul. Period. I should probably just stop it right there. And I will because it's at the 20 minute mark. So I appreciate you guys. But something just to think about. The rate of return is always smallest when you follow the crowd. You have everything to gain from following your soul and a lot more. And practice that. Get into the confidence that comes from practicing that. You do not have to explain yourself to anybody. But it is accountability. It is responsibility. And it's one that you want because then now you are creating your life versus following everybody else's and trying to figure out why it doesn't feel completely, you know, you. Now you know why. At least one of the reasons. I love and appreciate you guys. As always, please uh, leave a written review on Apple. Uh, It definitely helps gain the awareness of the show. And I I so appreciate you guys. The more awareness we can get for this podcast means a lot to me i know i always say at the end credits as well too but just a reminder here um and i appreciate it actually quite a bit of you have been leaving more and it's it's very helpful so if you have not done it yet please do so and listen i love you guys thank you for tuning in uh every single week and until next episode i'm out all right that's it we'll stop there for right now i hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.